Wap, 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 wap. Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 236. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to continue our conversation from yesterday. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back continuing yesterday's whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Same clothes, different same, day. Same clothes, different day. Same day for us, different for all of you guys. Yeah. Today we're going to go into the depths, the, the murky depths of universes beyond. Talk about what we'd like to see, what we're hoping we don't see maybe. We're going to go straight up your universe beyond. As we do. Yeah. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Yeah, and I imagine your Commander deck needs, your Strixhaven, yeah. and, and Warhammer 40k, your yeah. Lord of the Rings full set needs. Yeah. And at, at this time, CCO Fusion 5, promo code, 5% off your whole order. Uh, booster boxes, singles. Uh, we mentioned yesterday Pokemon cards, <laughs> <laughs> sleeves, deck boxes. They got it all. Of course, all of your gaming needs. So we like working with those guys, and we would appreciate. You're gonna fucking buy cards anyway. So if you go there and check them out, it saves uh, some money. You save some money. You get the max value, I guess. And um, they got a good buy list, a buy list, and some time spiral stuff to them. Yeah, yeah good, yeah. good buy list prices, and it lets them know when you go there and you use the promo code that. Working with us, them working with us, that is, is uh, is a good relationship. And it fucking is, because yeah, we're awesome. Yeah, good, good one of these. Yep. Good one of these, if, if that's how you roll. It's fine. Yeah. So, it's good. Okay, Universes Beyond. Universes Beyond. Wait, before we get into Universes Beyond, I forgot to tell this yesterday. Oh, you got a funny game story. I have a story. funny game story. Is this so the one where, with, like... Oh, no. I, okay. So, this is a this is another one of my pug stories, right? Just drop into a game because I wanted to play some magic. <laughs> you said a pug? pug pickup game. Pickup game. Okay. Pick up game. I thought that was a... I thought that was... No, it's not a sex thing. Oh. No, it's just a game thing. So anyways. Okay. So we're we're playing this game, and there's this girl in the game, and she's playing a mono black... I think it was Shieldred. Sure. And the game's going on, going on, going on. And it's, it's, it's a good game. We're having fun. Yep. And she drops a temporal extortion. Temporal extortion. That is, take an extra turn unless someone pays half their life. Black, 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 black. Sorcery, right? That is correct. Yep. And this one guy's like, oh, instant extra turns. What? No way am I letting that happen. And he's way ahead on life. Hey, he's at like 60 life. He's gaining life all day long. Oh. I'm paying the th- I'm paying it. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I just saved you guys. You're the you all suck. He's the fucking macho hero guy. Yeah. And then she goes, Take taps, 30. Tap some more. <laughs> Wound reflection. <laughs> And the guy, like, you could hear him turn into a pillar of salt and blow away on the wind. It was amazing. Fucking into a different dimension. Oh, like, the deadpanness of it all, too, is like, as soon as he was done being like, yeah, I fucking did it. It was like, I'm going to do this. Black, black, oh, black. Oh, man. Wound reflection. Which is, it's probably on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be. At the end it's, of turn, you lose life equal to the amount of life you've lost. Yeah, it was... It was so perfect. It was so damn funny. And Ten then, mana fucking get you yeah, dead. Exactly. And like Fuck. seven hard black involved too. Like it was <laughs> just insane. That is a good ass story. It was, it, was, like it was just really funny to see I that. Like and the guy that. got salty for a second and then he started laughing too because we all just... Oh. She's like, I didn't think anybody would ever fall for that. <laughs> and then this up, the other guy who was in the game was like, whoever expected to pay 10 mana to kill one person? And it's like, well, yeah, it's... 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck it. You know yeah. what? If if I get an extra turn, I still cast the wound reflection and then I attack. Yeah. And you like it's essentially double all my creatures' power type thing. Yeah. And then on my extra turn, I'll fucking attack again, probably accomplishing the same outcome. Yeah. One person's dead. But to do it in the way that, oh, that it yeah. happened, yeah, it way fucking better. Very funny. I like so. that. I'm happy you told that. <laughs> That's a good I thought, story. I thought you were going to tell the story where Chris Von Doom fell asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. that also, And we thought he was dead. <laughs> you guys must be so fun to play with. <laughs> he literally was in the middle of playing a game and fell asleep. Well, he told us he was going to go get tea, right? Oh. So then he just never came back. I was like, what the fuck? Did he, yeah, did he die? It was, so I like we messaged Lenny. It's like, hey, you have his number. Can you like call him to see if he's okay? Like we figured like maybe he slipped and fell and burned his face off with the tea or something. Oh, man, he comes back looking all ghost rider and shit. Yeah, but no, he, was just, he just fell asleep in the chair. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, so like that was just... <laughs> Two interesting things that only would happen if you're playing Magic with and or against fucking Brando. Who knew? Yeah. yeah. So we're here today. We're we're doing full for anybody watching on YouTube. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for the sub. You should fucking sub if you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're not. It's as easy as clicking a button. You're already here. If you're not watching and you're listening, because we are a podcast before we were uh, any visuals. I don't know yeah. how, why and fucking how, why we just decided to do video, but we yeah. did. Here we are. Yeah. I would encourage people to watch because there's always funny memes and we get compliments on Joe's memes. So thank you, Joe. And thanks to to Tyler, too, because people were thanking Joe on a video that Tyler (laughs) edited. There are two editors. So big shout out to both of those guys. We have two editors. Yeah. That's that's special. And and that is 100 percent fucking more than I thought we'd ever have. That's infinity percent more than I thought we'd have because I thought I'd be the fucking editor well, no, for video. Well, no, because we're here. Like I edit the podcast and you edit the video part. Oh, I understand. Right? So okay. there's hundred percent more because now there's two of there's four people you. in the technical aspect. of the I show. get you. And you know what? Like big thanks all the Patreon supporters over at Patreon.com/slash CCO Podcast helps it, helps with the editing. It's how we have two editors. People who share the show, people who give us a review on iTunes, five stars, who click the like buttons, the thumbs, the the subs on YouTube. YouTube, all of that is how we swindled business daddies into giving us Joe. <laughs> so that helps too. And that's fucking free. And and like we say every time, if you're going to buy cards and you go to Fusion and use the promo code, that helps too. It does. So all of those ways are great ways to support the show. And this is a bonus show that we started doing because we just wanted to kind of give you more of our non-deck tech thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this is us. And um, we're kind of the same. When when we're just talking to us and, yeah. and the cameras <laughs> as when when you meet us at Magic Fest, fuck, you remember those? And, Barely. Uh, the, I, I think we take that as a compliment, right? Oh, every time. When every people time. are like, man, you guys are exactly the same as you, when you're on the You guys are exactly the same, except I thought your noise came out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and and the other one is, Ryan's a lot taller than, than, than I thought he was. <laughs> yeah, see, everybody thinks I'm the tall one because my chair isn't broken, and so I'm taller than you on the videos. My chair constantly sinks, and in between video sections that yeah. uh, that we pause the recording or whatever, I lift my chair back up. <laughs> yeah, but in real life, Ryan is taller than me, and I am, I'm not going to say I'm below average height. No. But I'm not a tall man. No, I'm, I think I'm 5'11", and you must be, I don't know, 5'8 or 9". Yeah. You know, you're normal. I can crawl through like a duct in a in a building, like uh, Lethal Weapon, or Die Hard. That's what I meant. Or Alien Two. 
Yes. Like that kid that was in the van. Yes. Or Toy Story 3. I never saw that. Uh, no, that's a vending machine. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite that small. <laughs> yeah. You know, the smallest Buzz Lightyear? Well, when I was a kid, I definitely tried to reach up into there and try to get the shit. Never could, though. It never could, yeah. yeah no. Even when my arms are really spindly and you gotta small. you got to be like, fucking spindlier pink. and smaller than they are now. got to be bendy and stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. Bones. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, bones. Bones, but not bones from Treasure Planet. Every time I make a Treasure Planet reference on YouTube, people love it. Though. There could be a Treasure Planet uh, universe beyond. Oh, well, that would that would mean it would be Disney because that's a Disney movie done after Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, which we could see a universe beyond on. We could see Disney stuff. We don't know. We could. We so probably won't. But we could. Let's let's talk about it then. Let's talk about. It. Let's get into it. We're, okay. We we segued. We did. And uh, I think that was kind of a, a group effort on our on our part. We talked yesterday about Lotor and that Warhammer, Lord of the Rings, and and WH forty K, WH four K, or just four K. Yeah, four K. Yeah. What do we? So, yeah, get our get our expanded thoughts on all that on yesterday's podcast, less yesterday's channel. What do you think you want to see? Now we know we're getting Warhammer. We know we're getting Lord of the Rings. Do you want to just out it like properties that you want to see, or do you want to expand Lord of the Rings more? Because there's certain things that I think that they can do and that they ought to do, and that I would like them to do. Let's do where that. do you want to go? Let's start with the Lord of the Rings because we kind of ended there last week. Okay, and then Yesterday. I'm then I am going to blow your mind, and I, will I don't know if you no, will. No, I'm no, sure you, I'm sure you'll blow some people's mind. I bet I will. My mind's pretty hard to blow. I've done it before. I'm I did I'm it with time. A... Somebody bought a Time Spiral remastered box after you. Well, not because you blew my mind. No, I blew your mind. A pretty hard to blow mind, <laughs> and yet here we sit. Here we are. Yeah. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. We've got to have a one ring. Yes. Is it going to be an equipment or is it going to be Sol Ring? Reskin Sol Ring is what I want. This is what you want. That's what I want because okay. it's it's the most powerful thing in the whole mythos of Lord of the Rings. It's hold, the thing. Hold, that the whole thing. Hold is... on. Hold on. We got to We got to establish a baseline first. Okay. This is something that I've been thinking about as a baseline. Okay. When do we get Lord of the Rings? They call it Lord of the Rings. Is it when the Lord of the Rings happens? Or is it the Tolkien legendarium that we're getting that setting and characters that have existed in that setting? Because that setting exists over like thousands of years. Like thousands and thousands of years. I don't think that they would spend the money or take the time or the marketing effort to Pe yeah, people don't know what happened in the fucking first age. Yeah, nobody gives. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt a lot of feelings right now. Yeah. nobody gives a fuck about the first age. People oh, give that's a my shit. favorite age. People give a shit about Sam and Frodo with the fucking ring, walking to Mordor and to the, throw and it the, into a and volcano the, and the fellowship. They care yeah. about the fellowship because it's elf, dwarf, man, hobbit. Bunch of bad guys. Yeah, that's what people give a shit about. Nobody cares about that other crap. Like, we're going to see some tertiary stuff. We'll see yeah. some Tom oh. Bombadils and stuff. Oh, some I fucking hope we don't. That's my least favorite chapter. Like, we're going to see stuff like that. Yeah. But it's going to be the Lord of the Rings that you're the thinking story. Of yeah, the right third now. age, like 1319 of the third age or whatever the fuck the year is. Yeah. Did I just quote a year from the Lord of the Rings? Fuck, am I that big of a nerd? You fucking nerd. Oh, man. I should just <laughs> go be a nerd in my fucking basement. <laughs> No, my parents' basement. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I shaved today, too. I'm not that big of a nerd. Jeez. I'm just kidding all you nerds with taking, beards. It's all good. Taking your nerd I just away. can't grow a beard very good. It's super patchy on the sides and stuff. I haven't shaved in three weeks. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's coming yeah. in thick. Yeah. It's, people have started to draw it on caricatures of me. Oh. 
So now I know I have you've some, some actual ascended. Yeah, I yeah, you've leveled up. Yeah, Brando ascendant Beardo. Beardo, you're yeah. Beardo. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> things that you want to see from it's, Lord it's of the gonna Rings. Be, it's going to be the, the Lord of the Rings that we think it is. Yes. You want reskin Sol Ring, that would be a good idea. It's I, a I'm, power 10 card, right? Yeah, maybe power 11. I'd settle for power 10, though. Yeah. Lots of people say Yawgmoth's Will. Lots of people say, like, Library of Alexandria is, like, the 10th one. Sol I don't know. I think Sol, Sol Ring. Ring's a pretty fucking good card. Yeah. What if it was an equipment that when you equipped it to things, it was the only way to transform them to their other side? Smeagol transforms into Gollum, for example. That'd be neat. Yeah. Did, did, did people like meld and stuff, though? Did, do, you know, do you remember? I don't... Um. I think meld was was a a lesser quality way to do things like that. I the, I think that it's just flip it over is way easier, but it is like meld if I need a different card before I can flip it over. Yeah, you have that to is have, almost exactly meld. And the the one ring would probably because it's the one ring. It I, it just wouldn't change. It's a fucking mythic rare also. Oh yeah. And now you've got all these cards that you need this one mythic to play. What if they only printed one one ring just fucking one card oh, wow. those, would be, those would be like the golden tickets in charlie and the chocolate factory <laughs> except there's five of those i know there, there's five right uh i don't remember how many anyways there are. charlie and the chocolate factory universes beyond hey yeah well, hey willy wonka wonka in general then we could get like nerds nerd <laughs> cards on fucking our nerd card game <laughs> <laughs> we could get uh what else does Wonka make? Gobstoppers. Gobstoppers. Laffy. Laffy Taffy. Laffy, yeah, Taffy? I think so. Tangy Taffy or whatever. I don't know. It's probably called something different in the land of the free, like yeah. Smarties and, and Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Do they make Smarties and Rockets? Rockets. Yeah, maybe. but they're called different things and yeah. some shit. I don't know. Lord of the Rings. The, the point is Lord of the Rings. So, okay. Are we gonna get a fellowship? Are we gonna see something like uh seven dwarves where when you have the fellowship, they give themselves a bonus? Is this probably. something that you want or think is I, cool? I think they'll probably put party on it. Is what they're going to do. Party would be cool. And then they'll just th have legendaries of all of the different creatures. Do you think that we'll get flip cards? For example, um, again, equip with one ring, you flip it over. Or do you think we'll get like um, Aragorn on one side and King Elisar on the other side after some condition is met? He like transcends or, or becomes the king. Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White, that is. Yes. That's, I, I, I think, think that we're going to see flip cards going forward just period. I think we probably will too if, just if this year forever. is any indicator. Yeah, they're just going to do that forever. It's more card space. It's more complexity. It's more nuance. It's storytelling. Yeah. In in the instance that we're talking about right now. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, partner. Do, do you think that? Of course, the set is going to be designed specifically with Commander in mind because everything is now. But this yeah. even more so because they're probably not going to like print things on the level of brainstorm power level thought sees power level into this product it's going to be commander based. we don't know that they well, we can we can assume based on the trajectory that products have been on right True. do you think we'll see partner legolas and gimli best friends gimli only dwarf to go to the uh to to sail to valinor after he after he's fucking done his part of the story frodo sam partner mary pippin partner um aragorn and arwen partner would they be special like Partners with? Would that be them? Because um, I mean, like monogamous partners. You mean you, like you battleborn could, partners? You could do it, I guess. I suppose you could do those. I think so. It could be neat. I'm just curious what they're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious about what they're gonna look like when you read the books. 
again, here's some spo- if you haven't read Lord of the Rings, second most read piece of fiction in the history of humankind. F- wait, I got this. The first read most first most read piece of fiction, <clears throat> the Bible. <laughs> Emphasis on um fiction? The F word? Man, we say the F word lots on this we, show, don't we? We do, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, in any case, the hobbits are they suck. They are pretty sucky. They suck. They're they one ones for one. They don't do anything good. There's not going to be a, in my mind, there's no way I'm ever going to play a Pippin deck. <laughs> right? Like, really, th- really think about that, right? Like, Gandalf, sure. Gandalf, Pippin's wizard, the, tribal. Pippin's probably the fucking shittiest one, too. He's the youngest and stupidest. Yeah, he does all sorts of stupid crap. Like, Pippin comes into play, sacrifice an artifact you control. Full stop. That's all he does. Yeah, he throws a rock down that, that fucking well, and then all the orcs come, and Gandalf dies. And then Boromir dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, like he totally, he totally sucks. Yeah. So like, are they gonna try and gloss that over? I don't know. Right, like what are they? Because you gotta have the the key you, characters. You know what? Like, do they? Of course, you gotta have the key characters, and they they'll be there. Do they? Uh, do they just make them very interesting and unique? Like, just give them a weird effect. Like fibble, fibble, fib, fibble, fib Just the yeah, that's just or... like, and that's a weird instance or example because Fibblethip actually has like a CEDH deck with Proteus staff combo. Yeah. Right? But and and like Negan and, and Daryl yeah. are bad examples too because Negan's a very powerful card. Yeah. Right? And and because he's a very powerful character in that story. Yeah. Right? Pippin. <laughs> not Pippin's too much. Pippin's <laughs> a huge part of the story though. Right? Yes. Like, yes. Or would they just have a, a like would the picture be or the, the card be who was it? Pippin and What's the other kid, what's the other guy's name? Mary. Pippin and Mary on the tree folk the ant's shoulder. Oh, tree beard. And I then, can't wait to get a tree beard card. But tree beard is the card and then like Mary and Pippin are just there. They're just there yeah, too maybe. in the art. Maybe. Cuz they suck. Maybe. They fucking suck. Maybe. And if their cards are really good, I'm calling Schmatzy. 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 You know what I just thought of? You could play 7 of them in a deck, the Palantiri, and they like let you see the top deck of top card everybody's deck or something right like I don't know you know what would be a cool reskin I just thought of sure based on what Treebeard does in the books where he brings the ants to fight at Isengard yeah fuck everybody up if he was just a reskin of get this Avenger of Zendikar oh yeah that'd be a good one right like that'd be a fucking yeah because cool... he's he bringing the other plants into fucking guys up yeah yeah and he's the Avenger of the fucking forest the That'd be cool. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. good. I right. like that. I think yeah, that'd that's be a good cool. one. Yeah. So that's, okay. the kind, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Just saying that, like the one ring is a song ring. Avenger of Zendikar is Treebeard. Those are the and, kind of things I want to see. And when you say reskin, you mean reskin a la the, the Godzilla cards we saw in Ikoria where it's, it's the Godzilla one's a bad example, but like Ghidorah yeah. on one side is the, 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 the teamer one on the other one that like you can, yeah, it's, it's the you same should. card. It's like Mothra's egg and then Mothra on the other side if you wanted to talk about flip cards. But yeah. like you just have, like, yeah, just, okay. you're just reskinning these cards as other things. And I think that that would be a great way to get some cool reprints into sets. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and still give me Lord of the Rings, and but, st- yeah. but also give me Demonic Tutor again. Yeah. This is a great place to print all that kind of stuff, right? Like, you could do the 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 caves underneath Isengard where they grow orcs and goblins and stuff. Yeah. And that could be a doubling season because they just, oh, they're, they're yeah. factory yeah. pumping out all of these useless token yeah. creatures, yeah. right? Yeah, and in the commander decks, you give me, you know what? You give me multiple versions of command tower. One is Isengard, one is Baradur. 
One oh. is one is Minas Tirith. That's the secret layer right there. Is four command towers, four different um, prolific towers. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, um, you right? Get, um, um, Minas uh, Minas Morgul, Minas Tirith, Baradur, and um, Isengard. But or or Thank is the tower. Or all of those towers could just be different towers like Phyrexian Tower and Oh fuck yeah. Right? Like those yeah, are all, yeah, the, yeah, all those yeah. reskins I think I think that's where sets like this especially when it's a whole set that's the, where they got to lean into yeah. reprints in that way but still give us Lord of the Rings. That's where they like that. shine as shit. Give yeah. give us the um get a give us the glittering caves underneath um um Helm's Deep make that a mana crypt. Mana crypts to 120 bucks or whatever they are, right? There you go. You print more of them as Tarmogoyf effect. More people are getting them and getting into Commander because mana crypts are cheaper, but that drives the price of mana crypt up. So keep printing them. Give me a a, a, a cave, a glittering caves or whatever. Yeah. Give me Cavern of Souls. Cavern of Souls is where um the the betrayer guy that the ghost army is. Oh yeah. Fuck, that's a good one. Yeah, that'd be that's cool. an eighty dollar card. Yeah. See, we're right. okay. We're, that's we're, that's what we want. That's what I would okay. like to see. Let's let's lead into just because I used the template for the regular show. Let's lead into the strengths of this kind of product. We just talked about it. I know, I know, I know. Deep dive into other IPs that still give us magic. Yes, strength. We we've. I, I think that's we universal. just illustrated that. Yeah. And if Lord of the Rings isn't it for you, or Warhammer Forty K isn't it for you? Remember, it's like art. It's like the seasons. It's like the automotive industry. It's always evolving and it's always changing. Nothing about it's constant. So if this one isn't for you, remember, it's fleeting. and It's going to be something else in a month from now. Yeah. So just if you like it, great. Savor it. If you don't, just kind of take your lumps and roll with it. Perpetual hype train. Boop yeah, there boop. it is. World specific or EDH specific gameplay or mechanics. Partners, for example. Partner with. Sure. Or both of these can be your commander type thing. Yeah. And they can explore some flavorful um, magic tropes, Lord of the Rings tropes that they couldn't otherwise do for the more eternal formats. The same with Warhammer 40k is like you put this card down and you have to fucking measure. I don't know, like that. That yeah. seems a little bit ungluty. I know that they're out. Of, they're kind of getting out of the dexterity based stuff. Yeah, they're all the way out. Yeah, but so. um, and you couldn't VDH measure something. It's like, nah, it's too far. Oh yeah, it it's always looks. Far. It always looks smaller on camera, anyways. <laughs> collectability that's yeah. cool man i'm into this I, I would collect the whole set so i mean that's probably a positive at least for fucking watsy because i have to buy more of it yeah <laughs> before we get to what you're gonna blow my mind hole with oh baby the weaknesses weaknesses and we talked about it a little bit yesterday but to recap the cost the marketing the fear of missing out uh, some people call that predatory yeah right so decide what you want decide what you want to stay away from and don't shit on anybody's parade, right? A weakness is this is going to be a weakness. You're sitting down at a at a Magic Fest or on 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 VEDH. If I see any Warhammer cards, I'm just going to fucking scoop. Yeah, you're 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 gatekeeping me, right? You're denying me what I like because you don't agree with it. Yeah. You know what? Like that's 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 the magic equivalent of being a fucking prejudiced asshole. Yeah, like, that's I'm, literally what that is. For, like flavor wise, I'm not sure. I like. I don't care for Shrek with a lightsaber flying around on a Voltron cat either. I don't either. But, like, don't tell people they can't do that. But you know what? My literal business is painting Shrek with a lightsaber flying around on a Voltron cat. Like, I literally do that. And I forgot one of my strengths with that Warhammer 40K is you're going to actually get 
like whatever army you play, this this much I do know. You take whatever like little guys that are in your army and you get to paint them and customize them and be creative. And that lends itself to magic very well with deck construction, especially in EDH. And I might have the opportunity to paint somebody's fucking army onto their magic cards. That's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So real quick, um, non-MTG experience. You just touched on it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like Shrek, but I do like Lord of the Rings. So like, I'll take some of it. Like I, summer, I'll take some of it. Like winter. I think one of the, the 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 downside that kind of comes out of that, extrapolated out of that, is the if the their cards that you want, we're like, oh, I I like that card. I would like to play this. Perfect example is with me and. The, like Daryl, I wanted to build the Daryl deck. Yeah, you like what the card's yeah. text box says. But the downside is now I have a Daryl deck. I don't give a shit about Walking Dead. Yeah. I don't like yeah. the picture. That, I, I don't. I don't like this card. Yeah. And that's kind of a downside. Where if like if a whole set is something you don't like, let's just say for some reason you're not like you're not a Star Wars fan or, or Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, or Lord we, of the Rings we, fan. We, we and we know we're getting that one. Yeah, and here they are. Well, I don't really care about Lord of the Rings, but I really like these cards. But now I just have these things that I'm not. I don't like them. I wish they were magic. I think that you could run into some of that. You could. And that's yeah. all. Per that's all subjective stuff. But again, like, yeah, when you're doing something that's fairly specific, that will, by its nature, be less appealing to the masses of magic people. Here's the last thing I want to touch on before we talk about the the idea that you have. Oh, so exciting! Is the is the idea that if you don't get these cards, the Warhammer ones that are going to probably be exclusive hard to reprint like we talked about yesterday if you don't get them you won't be able to compete yeah and my question is is why are you trying to compete in edh it's a format that's designed to be fun well all my friends are like super meta and there's an arms race and they all play cedh well if that's the case proxy the card with whatever the fuck art and name that you want and reskin it yourself cedhers are notoriously okay with proxies yeah. and if you're playing with your friends they're probably going to be okay with that too your friends because they're your friend and they want to play with you yeah. probably won't and i'm going to use the g word again uh -oh. probably won't gatekeep you on that so that's great and if you're playing at a magic fest just have a conversation with somebody and if way over at the casual end of the magic fest commander zone if those people don't let you do that, then those are the wrong people. And if way over on the end of the the spectrum where all the CEDH people are that do let you do that, but their decks are too competitive or too, their meta is too spiky for you, there's plenty of people. Go find someone yeah. in the middle. There's and literally be a middle social. ground there. Yeah, be social and creative socially in the social format. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready to have your mind blown, Ryan? Ready. <laughs> Check this out, Ryan. Okay. Okay. So this, this is this is my mind hole getting lubed up. Lots of spit. Okay. No, this is me thinking. I was I was thinking about this for a long time. Yep. About what do I want in an IP? And of course I started going to like my favorite IPs, like Transformers yep. and Spider-Man. And then I was like, nah, maybe that's not what we want. Maybe we need to look at this from Hasbro's yep. angle. Because part of what they that's, could use this that's for sure as fuck what they're gonna do. Right? <laughs> Something, some of what they could use this for is maybe, as, as opposed to a cross-promotional thing, mm -hmm. they could use it as an advertising vehicle. Like an inter-promotional thing. I have said several times on this show yeah. that Hasbro owns my whole childhood. Everything okay. I loved as a kid, Hasbro owns it. You okay? Every single thing. 
So let me set a, let me set the stage for it. Setting the stage would include expanding on that a little bit. He-Man action figures, uh, Transformers, like Transform Magic the Gathering, yeah, sort of now only recently. Magic Transformers, like GI Joe mask, every action figure line, with the exception of He-Man, actually. Oh, okay. Hasbro owns it, and it's like holy fuck, this is crazy. Is that just a coincidence, or or do they gravitate towards that because like? Kids in the 80s and 90s, that's what they liked. Hasbro till all are one. They just buy them. They're buying them up. They bought Kenner. They bought, I don't know if they bought Tonka, but they bought all sorts of different Okay, and they, they got a forward. bunch of fucking board games and stuff, right? Like, they own yeah. Monopoly. Yeah, they own lots of things. There's lots There's lots of toy companies out there, but they're the fucking biggest. Oh, you know stuff. what? We, we didn't even go into where we would... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to let you finish, but I got to <laughs> say, Hasbro's the biggest company ever. No, um... Possible crossovers. Look at Lego. Nobody fucking owns Lego except Lego. Yeah. Lego owns Lego. Lego is Lego. And some big executives and some some public people also own Lego because yes. it's like publicly traded. But it's worth like billions, billions of, of dollars. dollars. <laughs> more than Watsy is. Yeah. Probably more than Hasbro is. <laughs> because it's been around for so long. Lego did crossovers with Harry Potter. And and the Harry Potter people that don't like it. Sorry, like Lego's done it. They did Ninja and Turtles. They did Scooby Doo. They, they did, did Star Wars. X Men. Dis Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and Lego got it. I'm not saying that Watsy and Hasbro are going to do what Lego did, but you could see that there's maybe some similarities. Like when somebody like Harry Potter, like 10 or 15 years ago, the height of the movie expansion and boom for that and lego got it it's like holy fuck this is great for both parties because the lego people are going to want to know what this is and the harry potter people are going to want to play lego right so this is kind of the same thing sure so you could maybe expect to see the same kinds of cross promotion i'll hit you with another one uh oh i'll hit you with another one because hasbro owns monopoly mm -hmm. look at all the monopoly crossovers dogs dogs lord of the rings saskatchewan uh, beer jelly belly Harry Potter. Again, Harry Potter Monopoly. We've seen Lego Monopoly. We've seen Star Wars Monopoly. We've seen probably seen Transformer Monopoly. Look at Risk. Who owns Risk? Hasbro own Risk? Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers? Not not Hasbro? I don't know if Hasbro owns Parker Brothers or not. <laughs> probably do. Yeah. I don't know if they do or not. But Risk, I've seen like the regular Risk. I've seen Lord of the Rings Risk. I've seen Harry Potter Risk. Any 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 IP that you can superimpose a map onto yeah. risk has done it right yeah. so okay that's what i wanted to say i forgot to say it yesterday or earlier today so yeah fucking yeah. stupid idiot never podcast before in his life check this out okay okay the three blazing sons of prismos what the hell is that i'm i'm not going to tell you what the ip is because you're going to go what the fuck is that you fucking is it? hipster douchebag okay but let me <laughs> let me just, just i'm going to tell you this idea and you tell me if you think it would be a magic set that you'd be interested in. okay okay i'm ready so loop up Three Blazing Suns of Prismos. This is a kind of a, a world, a, d a different planet called Prismos. On are, this are, are people going to know what you're talking about? Some of them will. Okay. And some of them might just, I'm into this magic property. I think I would like this set. Okay. So on Prismos are humans and a bunch of crazy dragons and monster animals, much like in every other magic set. Okay. So we're already in the, the, the fantasy genre. There's dragons and monsters. Correct. Okay. It starts off. Kind of sci-fi, but the three suns align, and they send a great big... Like the e suns in the sky. The suns in the sky align. Okay. EMP comes down, wipes out all of the technology and civilization. Okay. So society collapses. That would be a, a electromagnetic pulse. Correct. Because the sun 
kabooms a little bit. Yep. It happens here all the time. That's what the Northern Lights are caused by. Yeah, sun kaboom. And wipes out the technology. Yep. So we're a little bit post-apocalyptic, but yep. fantasy post-apocalyptic. And from the ashes of this civilization rises kind of a medieval culture. Okay. Where there's knights and there's horses and there's all the farms and it's the castles. It's kind of like starting over. Right. And, with no technology. But it's got like kind of a, not a futuristic aesthetic, but like the armor doesn't look like a knight's armor. It's like crazy futuristic video game. Everybody has a different kind of helmet and weapon. It's, it's kind of like if you Google your name and then apocalypse armor. Yes. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of like is it, is it a little bit Borderlands-y? Uh, no. Not it's, quite that It's a feature. little bit less it's a little bit less apocalyptic than okay. Borderlands. Like there, okay. things I'm are starting clean to get an idea, and there's water and power, and they can still do things. Yeah, but like because you have all of the modern know-how, but you're in a medieval setting now because there's no electricity and machines don't work. Medieval, but with plumbing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like, like Ravnica. Yeah. Okay. Or, or Rome, I guess. Now. Yeah. Okay. To this world, a wizard from another world. Comes down to this mountain. Oh, that could be like a P-dub. Bladeswalker. Right? Okay. And he says to all of these knights, hey, if you guys can make it to the top of my mountain, I'll teach you how to do magic. Ooh. So all of these knights, they go through all of these obstacle courses, and all of our main characters, I believe there was 12 of them, make it to the top of the mountain. This is starting to sound a little Lord of the (laughs) Ringsy. And this wizard gives them the ability to turn into animals. And they're called animal totems. I thought you were going to say animorphs, and nope. I was like, you mother ass. <laughs> no, they're called animal totems. Okay. So like, they got a guy that can turn into a bear. They got a guy that can turn into a bird. They got a lady yeah. that can turn into a shark. They got all these different animals, right? Okay. So there's totems. And to some of these guys, they also give these, they have staffs, and each staff casts like a great big fucking super powerful spell that like lets them see the future Ooh. or move at the speed of light or summons this great big monster with a fucking flaming sword that can chop a castle apart. Shit, yeah, right? Okay. Sounds pretty cool so far, right? So yes. now we have totem armor just built, oh, yeah. right, in, built right into built the right set. In. You've we got have powerful ha- equipment. We've got powerful equipment. Maybe we a have, cycle of them. Right? We have vehicles because... The knights, some of them didn't have staffs, but they do have the ability to give life and they they can bring magical life to these machines. Oh. So now they have some cool vehicles too. So all of these things are magic related, magic adjacent, magic looking. Okay. And they all already exist inside the IP. Okay. Okay. So on top of all of that, it ties into a Hasbro toy line that they have been looking to quasi revive. For the last couple of years through comics and other stuff. Okay. So now we're on kind of the big paper thing. Now, the gimmick of this toy line. You know that Hasbro already wants to fucking do this. Yeah. Okay. So the gimmick of this toy line back in the 80s was holograms. Oh, yeah. Like the ones that they put on pogs? Yeah. Like on each physical action figure, they had a little chest plate. And in the chest side was like those, those, like they shift from green to blue to orange yeah. to red holograms. They look like they're 3D set inside there. Exactly. 90s kids are going to know yeah. what that is. Of the animal that they would turn into. Okay. So now we have a cool collector's frame that you can do. You can have oh, actual yeah. hologram collectible I wonder what the, what, the, what the thickness is of those. I'm assuming with modern technology we can we get can away with this. We can make them skinny. I'm sure we I've can. I've seen how it's made on how they're done, but it was like setting them into... Like something not on a piece of cardstock. 
Maybe. But you want to talk about things that don't look like fucking magic cards. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so th- like, it's very different. It's very strange. But it's something that would be really neat to see. Yeah. Okay. All these cards are available in packs. Okay. Okay. Or if you want the super duper hologram versions of them, instead of having them in collector boosters or arranged like a masterpiece, you could pack them in with the action figure. So if you buy your Darkstorm action figure, you Darkstorm, you said it. There's no that's that's just the name of one of the characters. Oh, okay. You also get <laughs> the hologram fucking version of his card. And on one one half you could have the Darkstorm the character. And and these are the these are the action figure blister packs with magic cards in them that you're going to make yeah. into a Game of Thrones throne. Right. And exactly. Yeah. And then you can flip them over and on the other side. Now we're using we're using modal double-faced cards as well. On the other side of each of the knights, you have a totem armor card that is their animal totem. Oh, and their flip cards too, which we've already established are going to be a norm moving forward. And wizards love them. So now we've got basically everything is already a magic set. We have a that sounds like a cool setting. Yes. It sounds like something you'd be interested to see. And there's potential for crossover into a brand that you're telling me that they're wanting to revive. Yeah, that they've already kind of looked into reviving. And the, the action figures themselves are like, I think there were six inch or five or six inch G.I. Joe was basically, but they were knights with cool holograms yeah. and crazy weapons and they had vehicles and they were all really cool. Okay. And that is why I'm telling you that a Visionaries crossover Visionaries? would probably be the coolest thing. Is that and what I, it's called? It is, and I know that you like Visionaries because one time, back in the day, you came over to my house, and we <laughs> okay. were going to build a deck, and I was watching Visionaries on the computer, and instead of building the deck, we spent two hours watching the Visionaries. What? So I already- You and I did this? Yes. So what? I already know that you like this IP. What house did you live in? Temperance Street. I was watching it on my computer while I was waiting everybody to come over for magic, and you were coming over early to do some, to do some deck building stuff. And instead of doing the deck building stuff, we just watched this cartoon until I... guys showed up. What was it? A ab- what was it about? What were we watching? The Visionaries. Was it's... it on your computer? or Did you put it onto your TV? It was on the computer. It was just and we we're just sitting there watching it. I have no fucking idea. Did yeah. we get drunk after? We got drunk after, yeah, not during, but after, yeah, because we we're playing Magic. It's fr- Ooh, I must have got drunk. <laughs> yeah, but so like it's one of those, th- and it sucked, and it was really cool. It's got a great theme song. It's got a great gimmick. It's something that I think kids are kind of into. And it would encourage people to buy the toys because they want the super sweet pimp-ass hologram version you, of the card. You would complain about having to buy a fucking toy to get a certain card. And those cards would be worth at least the cost of the toy plus the cost of the card plus the, the card's playability. And everybody would fucking hate it. You think? Yes. You yes, can still people, get, people you can complain still, about having to buy the fucking card in a separate package. You can still <laughs> you can still get the card in the in the set though. Oh, okay. Right? Like they're still in the set, just rare, but if you want it like hey, I'm going to go I'm going to fucking buy this. Yes. There I it think is. I think I think other card games have done that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like Transformers has they're not the playing cards cards, but they have like Because they had special, a card game, right? They have special collectible things just inserted into each and every. Yeah, okay. So right? this like, is not something new. The technology wouldn't need to be developed. Yeah, it's already there. And it's like an IP that Hasbro wants. It's something that I think that people would be... I gotta look these guys up. ...would be very into. And I think that that's where these secret layer Not secret layers. These universe-expanded things are gonna just fucking kill it. We, you and I watched this? Yes. Are you sure it wasn't somebody else? 100% it was you and I. Because I was like, oh. Because usually you come in and it's like, ah, cartoons. But today you're like, oh, this is fucking cool. No, I like cartoons. You shut your mouth. And we talked about Pirates of Dark Water, which would be another really <sighs> cool crossover, wouldn't it? 
Oh yeah, right. Like Pirates of Dark Water because it's already a fantasy setting. It's that is already a magic set. It's already yeah. a goddamn magic set, and there's so many that they could do this. Shout with. out to people who know what that is too. Right? Hey, if you know what Visionaries is, good on you. That it looks like it was a cartoon. Pirates of Dark Water was. It started as a five part like yeah. mini series that Hanna Barbera did in like '92. Shout out to people who knew what that is. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that was a that's a that's a good 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 cut right there. Good, <laughs> good cut. It's just, those are cool things. I think that this stuff could really. Oh, do here's the staves. There's the toys. Yeah, and while you don't want to maybe see stuff like I don't know, I'm not super pumped to see a Star Wars one. It was a comic too. Yep. Okay, so then then you're you're and Marvel did it. My young friend. So you, now you're now you're gonna see some Marvel comic. Marvel kind of gurus of old in there too i'm a little older than ryan so i remember back in the day when when what cartoons were basically just advertising vehicles to get kids to ask their parents to buy them toys yes they can't do that anymore and visionaries was one of those properties back in the roaring action figure days of the 80s where you had a cartoon you had a comic book you had lunch boxes you had sticker books you had action bro have you ever heard of paw patrol yeah well that's Paw Patrol perfected that business model. <laughs> <laughs> they, Anyways, they reperfected it after the government outlawed it back when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, they found the loophole. <laughs> they found Paw Patrol the... found the loophole. That's why they're so big, right? But yeah. it, it's one of those things where I just think it would be really cool to to see, and I think that it would bring people who are fans of those properties back in. And there's lots that you could do. You could do stuff like and, Pirates and, of Dark Water. You could do Thundercats. And when you right? oh Thundercats, that's another good one. Yeah, when when you target when you target that age demographic, you're targeting the people that grew up when there was nerd geek culture that existed but it was a little bit taboo if you didn't play football or baseball or hockey yeah. right a little bit taboo now those people in adulthood have money have dispensable income being a geek is in vogue they have kids you're remarketing these things that they loved when they were kids and all of a sudden you're getting not double the investment but you're getting reinvestment from the person and then you're getting a little bit extra because they're involving their kid. Yeah. And and, and, and that ushers in the next generation. I'm a big fan of products that do that. I don't think that that's predatory because you're offering me something that I like, even if it is only in a secret layer. I want it because it's nostalgic to me. And and I, I wish that people could 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 see that, could understand that, and they could experience that different feeling, even if it is... You can only get this in these commander decks. You can only get these in this secret layer. It still is the same marketing tactic. But if you flip it from Walking Dead, Negan, and he's a murderer and a rapist, and you flip that to, this was my favorite cartoon when I was little. Yeah. You're getting the same tactic, but all of a sudden it feels different. And yeah. and you talk about the package, the messaging, who is this for? It's not only for me, but also my kid. That makes it special. It makes me it makes it so I can pass some of my culture down to my son. People talk about like culture dying because people stop caring about like traditions and the traditions are steeped in like bad historical situations. Well, how about some good ones of cartoons that had like a positive message like He-Man that yeah. now I watch with my three-year-old. And at right? the end, I make him listen. Like it's not okay to like treat somebody a different way because they're different or whatever, right? That's yeah. a message from He-Man from like 1983. Yeah. Right. And I'm passing him along that message in a vehicle that he likes a cartoon. Yeah. And we can that's fucking good. And we're both going to sit here and say that He-Man would probably be one of the greatest. We watched beyond. We, we put oh. on we put on He-Man best of season one and two. Like I own a, just a little mini box set. You probably have it, too. 
and um, so he has like 10, 10 episodes or whatever, right? And the menu kind of like panned through the interior of Castle Grayskull up to the up to the seat. Yeah. And the 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 moving frames of He-Man are. 80s cartoon like you can tell what's going to move before it moves yeah right and you, like it's just all flat color no shading yeah and wow that would be cool on a magic card and i do alters like that yeah the background Whoa. art in he-man is otherworldly a because it's fucking otherworldly yeah, it happens on eternia and wherever shira lives etheria etheria but it's otherworldly because of the colors and the details and just the actual pieces of art they used for behind the characters was really awesome. Nice. Very nice. Awesome. Awesome. You know you know what else is like that? Is um, there's there's a Canadian cartoon that's produced. It's in Ontario, of course, for Cat in the Hat. And oh. it looks like Dr. Seuss. It's a kid's cartoon. It looks like Dr. Seuss, but the art style is like Dr. Seuss books from the 40s or 50s. Oh, neat. But it's modernized. So there's more detail and there's more color. And I'm not saying that that would be a good uh, magic crossover, Dr. Seuss. But when you can incorporate some of that visually different kind of art style, like we talked about yesterday with the mythic... Mystical Mystic- archive? Oh, Mystic- sh- Mystical archive. We've talked about so much other stuff. Yeah. I've forgotten what it if is, If you too. can incorporate some of what the Mystical archive is doing with different art styles, and you can incorporate something like He-Man, like concept art from Lord of the Rings, like... The visionaries. Visionaries, like Dr. Seuss-style art, that is important because it evolves the game and it brings different eyes and more eyes but eyes that think in different ways and eyes that have different experiences where that art can can mean something to them. Like visionaries mean something to you. Yeah. Or how He-Man evolved into meaning something different to me now that my kid likes it. Yeah. He-Man isn't just He-Man to me anymore. He-Man is something that like I can do with my kid that is important to me as as a father. Right? Like it it like that's what magic can do. I have now each that, and every episode on DVD and the sweet panoramic box. I know. I, I see that panoramic box <laughs> yeah. at every time I go to your house. And and now that like magic is exploring into that kind of IP, maybe my brother will get into magic because he loves Lord of the Rings. Maybe my kid, if they ever did a He-Man um, universes beyond, maybe he'll want to play. Yeah. More than he already wants to play, but he can't read right, right. read yet. Yeah. So he well, likes the the pictures. Yeah. Kyla super likes Lord of the Rings too. Maybe this is the maybe Lord of the Rings is the set that lets that finally convinces Kyla to let me teach her how to play magic. Yeah, maybe maybe me and Kyla need to do uh, an extended edition once the 4K Blu-rays like officially launch. I'm going to pick them all up because I got a 4K TV. Sure, and I'm going to pick up the 4K digitally remastered and all all the sound has been remastered and everything. For the 4K launch of Lord of the Rings Extended Edition, I'm going to get them. By that time, maybe the Lord of the Rings set will be out. Kyla can come over. We'll get some fucking guacamole nachos and stuff. And we'll just watch Lord of the Rings. And as the movie's happening, we'll just introduce the cards that coincide (laughs) to that part of the movie. and, And make her like see the connection between some emotionally charged part of the movie that she likes. That she's like attached to. Like Rebecca still cries every time like Aragorn says, You bow to no one. Like Rebecca cries every time. So does my brother. Every Shit. time. I say that to myself every time I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I, look- I say that I say that to me when when we're arguing about content. Don't fucking bow. <laughs> yeah, I'm in there, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm like, Brando, you bow to no one. <laughs> yeah, that and that's how they do it, right? Like that's that's us marketing 
Lord of the Rings to somebody is like, here's something that yeah. you like. I'm going to I'm going to package it in a different way. Here's a magic card. Also right there, right there. That's why they're not going to do any of that first age bullshit right there. Yes. Yeah. Not very many people have read the Silmarillion compared to how many people have read Lord of the Rings yeah. compared to how many people have seen the movie. Yeah. I think I think most people have consumed Lord of the Rings in cinematic form. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not of all time, but of people who play magic. I bet you more people have seen the movie than have read the book. Those people are, who play magic. They're hard reads, man. They're they are not good books. Yeah, when it's like a hundred pages of Gandalf like talking about something in past tense. Yeah. Or why would you do the whole like siege of Isengard by the Ents? Past tense. Why would you do that? It's like a highly charged action scene. Why would you do the whole Mines of Moria in two and a half pages? <laughs> After you just spent a chapter and a half telling me about the fucking door. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. The the art, or sorry, the descriptions of the landscape, which is something that I'm very looking forward to. Basic mm. lands and reskinned lands or whatever they end up being are going to be fabulous. Fantastic. And we always cover that in our set reviews, so tune into that one. That'll be that'll be pretty cool. I'm 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 digging that too. He was as, uh, Tolkien was a linguist, not a storyteller. He, and that's that's he why he did make everything up, in past tense. Yeah. That's why everything was a fucking hill and the history of the hill and why he actually went through all the trouble of doing alphabets and languages and for all each races. each character has 87 names and maybe those will be the showcases you'll get the same character with a different name oh jesus holy fuck and there'll be 18 of them they're all the same art like teffrey except <laughs> they have a different name this time and then watsy can't say oh see we gave you a different card uh, it's just like reskin and then the reskin line the name line underneath the main line is like there's fucking eight of them <laughs> it covers up all the art oh man yeah, and they were like, oh, it was an artist that you guys hated anyway, so we just covered the art, but we didn't get it recommissioned because it's too expensive. We're already paying fucking Tolkien family for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. That's a, that's a joke, but... But we hit him with it. Yeah, hey, the, hey, can... Have we covered enough? CCO Nation, this is yeah. me addressing you if you're not watching on YouTube, which fuck it should be. Uh, have we covered enough? Have we talked about it enough until it's actually time to review the product? I think that we have gone through the the some of the goods and the bads over the last couple of days. I think yep. we've talked about some of the IPs that could be brought in and in the good ways that I think circumvent a lot of the, the issues that people have with sets like this. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have given a fairly decent accounting are, of our yeah, stances are, on it. Are we level-headed enough? Like, we, we didn't sway towards, this is the fucking best thing ever. Though it is good, and it's not the fucking worst thing, end of magic, though there are some sticking points or bad points about it. This, I'll say it, this could be the thing that ends the magic boom. It could be. It it could be. It's all in the IPs and what kinds of cards are printed, and we can't talk about that and now. And the packaging of those things a la Secret Lair. Yeah, the things that we've been shown so far, I think, are good. I'm... I'm see, I'll see, I'll take the opposite stance. Walking Dead aside, I'm not a fan, but I mean, Lord of the Rings, I'm all on board. Magic is in a boom currently, especially an EDH boom, yep. despite the pandemic. Sure. And it has been booming f for the last several years. Yeah. This could be the thing that makes the real magic boom start. Like we haven't seen a boom yet. We haven't even seen a fucking boom. We thought we were booming because we were trending upwards. Oh, no. Like, Pokemon is booming right now. You can't even buy it, right? We can still buy magic cards. Yeah. Right? 
we might not have even even seen the boom yet. I might be totally wrong. And like the 17 or 18 million people that play Magic now, or however many people it is globally, maybe all the Lord of the Rings fans are like, hey, I want to start playing Magic. Fucking nerds. Right? <laughs> like, who the fuck are this? Who's this Magic crowd? Right? And then all the Lord of the Rings people come in, and then there's a Magic boom. Hey, this game's great. There's more fantasy IP. There's more stuff done by like Warren Mahi who did Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And it goes back to like the 90s. Fuck, I love the 90s. Right? Yeah. Maybe we haven't even seen it yet. And that's the opposite of ending the boom, not yeah. killing magic, but no. just leveling it off. And and Watsy saying, "Hey, profits are down. We're not going to do as much weird shit. We don't have yeah. the money. We, we don't can't have the capital. Afford, we can't afford to do fucking Mickey Mouse anymore because because Mickey Mouse charged us too much and yeah. then we bought it. Exactly. And we, and we then, did ET on Atari version of the magic crossover <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the boom's yeah. over now yeah and then all of a sudden we don't see a product release every month or six weeks we go back to f- four or five products a year Ooh, and that nice. ends the boom and and nobody's going to complain about that i don't think no just like nobody would complain about more people coming in and playing like i don't know people ah, people complain about that all the time but. yeah but i mean stop that yeah. If people want to play our game with us, we should let them. Yes, because games are fun and playing with more people also fun. Right? And if if just remember, we always say communication. Yeah. Like just disclose and declare what you want your experience to be. Don't try and gatekeep. Don't try and withhold information because you're gonna get that fucking slight edge in the casual social beer drinking format. Right? Yeah. Okay. And remember, if whatever is currently in front of you, if you don't like that. It is fleeting, and just like the seasons, just like the evolution of cinema and the automotive industry and art and fashion, it'll change, and it'll change to something else, and maybe that something else is something that you'll like. There you go. All right, you want to thank the business daddy? Sure. Want to thank the patrons? Patrons and listeners, thank you so much for intaking this show into your ear holes and your eye holes and whatever other hole that you like to partake your, of the show through. Your universe beyond hole. Yeah, your beyond hole. Oh, don't Google that. Let's yeah. not, no, let's not Google fifth base. That's not what we're doing here. How about sixth base? I don't even, want to I don't even that. know what that is. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. Get, get back to you next week. <laughs> Thank you, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are our business daddies and your source for all your gaming needs. They help us keep the lights on so we can keep producing great content like this for you. Totally medium. 7 out of 10 7 content. out of 10 at best. It's the high end of medium. For the 7 out of 10 people out there listening to the show. <laughs> the fr- to the 7 or 10 people who listen. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we will be back with another episode in the arc of the Boogeymanders on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!